Domain Names The advent of the domain name system has led to attempts by trademark holders to enforce their rights over domain names that are similar or identical to their existing trademarks, particularly by seeking control over the domain names at issue. As with dilution protection, enforcing trademark rights over domain name owners involves protecting a trademark outside the obvious context of its consumer market, because domain names are global and not limited by goods or service. This conflict is easily resolved when the domain name owner actually uses the domain to compete with the trademark owner. Cybersquatting, however, does not involve competition. Instead, an unlicensed user registers a domain name identical to a trademark and offers to sell the domain to the trademark owner. Typosquatters, those registering common misspellings of trademarks as domain names, have also been targeted successfully in trademark infringement suits. Gripe sites, on the other hand, tend to be protected as free speech, and are therefore more difficult to attack as trademark infringement. This clash of the new technology with pre-existing trademark rights resulted in several high-profile decisions as the courts of many countries tried to coherently address the issue, and not always successfully, within the framework of existing trademark law. As the website itself was not the product being purchased, there was no actual consumer confusion, and so initial interest confusion was a concept applied instead. Initial interest confusion refers to customer confusion that creates an initial interest in a competitor's product, in the online context, another party's website. Even though initial interest confusion is dispelled by the time any actual sales occur, it allows a trademark infringer to capitalize on the goodwill associated with the original mark. Several cases have wrestled with the concept of initial interest confusion. In Brookfield Communications, Incorporated v. West Coast Entertainment Corporation the court found initial interest confusion could occur when a competitor's trademark terms were used in the HTML meta tags of a website, resulting in that site appearing in the search results when a user searches on the trademark term. In Playboy Netscape, the court found initial interest confusion when users typed in Playboy's trademarks into a search engine, resulting in the display of search results alongside unlabeled banner ads, triggered by keywords that included Playboy's marks, that would take users to Playboy's competitors. Though users might ultimately realize upon clicking on the banner ads that they were not Playboy-affiliated, the court found that the competitor advertisers could have gained customers by appropriating Playboy's goodwill since users may be perfectly happy to browse the competitor's site instead of returning to the search results to find the Playboy sites. In Lamparello v. Falwell, however, the court clarified that a finding of initial interest confusion is contingent on financial profit from said confusion, such that, if a domain name confusingly similar to a registered trademark is used for a non-trademark-related website, the site owner will not be found to have infringed where they do not seek to capitalize on the mark's goodwill for their own commercial enterprises. Also, courts have upheld the rights of trademark owners about the commercial use of domain names, even in cases where goods sold there legitimately bear the mark. In the landmark decision Creative Gifts, Incorporated v. UFO, 2000, New Mexico, defendants had registered the domain name Levitron.com to sell goods bearing the trademark Levitron under and at will license from the trademark owner. The Tenth Circuit affirmed the rights of the trademark owner about the said domain name, despite arguments of promissory estoppel. Most courts particularly frowned on cybersquatting and found that it was itself a sufficiently commercial use, for example, trafficking in trademarks, to reach into the area of trademark infringement. Most jurisdictions have since amended their trademark laws to address domain names specifically and to provide explicit remedies against cybersquatters. In the U.S., 
The legal situation was clarified by the Anti-Cybersquatting Consumer Protection Act, an amendment to the Lanham Act, which explicitly prohibited cybersquatting. It defines cybersquatting as, occurring, when a person other than the trademark holder registers the domain name of a well-known trademark and then attempts to profit from this by either ransoming the domain name back to the trademark holder or using the domain name to divert business from the trademark holder to the domain name holder. The provision states that person shall be liable in a civil action by the owner of the mark, if, without regard to the goods or services of the person, that person, one, had a bad faith intent to profit from the mark, and registers, traffics in, or uses domain name, that is confusingly similar to another's a mark or dilutes another's marked. This international legal change has also led to the creation of ICANN Uniform Domain Name Dispute Resolution Policy, UDRP, and other dispute policies for specific countries, such as Nominate UK's DRS, which attempt to streamline the process of resolving who should own a domain name, without dealing with other infringement issues such as damages. This is particularly desirable to trademark owners when the domain name registrant may be in another country or even anonymous. Registrants of domain names also sometimes wish to register the domain names themselves, for example, XYZ. Come, as trademarks for perceived advantages, such as an extra bulwark against their domain being hijacked, and to avail themselves of such remedies as confusion or passing off against other domain holders with confusingly similar or intentionally misspelled domain names. As with other trademarks, the domain name will not be subject to trademark registration unless the proposed mark is actually used to identify the registrant's goods or services to the public, rather than simply being the location on the internet where the applicant's website appears. Amazon is a prime example of a protected trademark for a domain name central to the public's identification of the company and its products. Terms that are not protectable by themselves, such as a generic term or a merely descriptive term that has not acquired secondary meaning, may become registrable when a top-level domain name, for example .com, is appended to it. An example of such a domain name ineligible for trademark or service mark protection is a generic term but which currently has a registered U.S. service mark, is hearsay.com. Among trademark practitioners there remains a great deal of debate around trademark protection under ICANN's proposed generic top-level domain name space expansion. World Trademark Review has been reporting on the at-times fiery discussion between trademark owners and domainers. Security. Trademark owners and applications enjoy many protections. The IPR, Intellectual Property Rights, Sender for example has the message of protection is our trademark and is one example of an office that will enforce and protect the marks when needed. International law. Although there are systems that facilitate the filing, registration, or enforcement of trademark rights in more than one jurisdiction on a regional or global basis, it is currently not possible to file and obtain a single trademark registration that will automatically apply around the world. Like any national law, trademark laws apply only in their applicable country or jurisdiction, a quality which is sometimes known as territoriality. Territorial application. The inherent limitations of the territorial application of trademark laws have been mitigated by various intellectual property treaties, foremost amongst which is the WTO Agreement on Trade-Related Aspects of Intellectual Property Rights, TRIPS. TRIPS establishes legal compatibility between member jurisdictions by requiring the harmonization of applicable laws. For example, Article 15.1 of TRIPS defines sign which is used as or forms part of the definition of trademark in the trademark legislation of many jurisdictions around the world. Madrid System 
the major international system for facilitating the registration of trademarks in multiple jurisdictions is commonly known as the Madrid system. Madrid provides a centrally administered system for securing trademark registrations in member jurisdictions by extending the protection of an international registration obtained through the World Intellectual Property Organization. This international registration is in turn based upon an application or registration obtained by a trademark applicant in its home jurisdiction. The primary advantage of the Madrid system is that it allows a trademark owner to obtain trademark protection in many jurisdictions by filing one application in one jurisdiction with one set of fees, and making any changes, for example changes of name or address, and renew registration across all applicable jurisdictions through a single administrative process. Furthermore, the coverage of the international registration may be extended to additional member jurisdictions at any time. Trademark Law Treaty The Trademark Law Treaty establishes a system under which member jurisdictions agree to standardize procedural aspects of the trademark registration process. It is not necessarily respective of rules within individual countries. Community Trademark System The EU Trademark, EUTM, system, formerly the Community Trademark System, is the trademark system which applies in the European Union, whereby registration of a trademark with the European Union Intellectual Property Office, UAPO, formerly Office for Harmonization in the Internal Market, Trademarks and Designs, leads to a registration which is effective throughout the EU as a whole. The UTM system is therefore said to be unitary in character, in that a UTM registration applies indivisibly across all European Union member states. However, the CTM system did not replace the national trademark registration systems, the CTM system and the national systems continue to operate in parallel to each other, see also European Union trademark law. Persons residing outside the EU must have a professional representative to the procedures before UAPO, while representation is recommended for EU residents. One of the tasks of a UDM owner is the monitoring of the later applications whether any of those is similar to his or her earlier trademark. Monitoring is not easy and usually requires professional expertise. To conduct a monitoring there is the so-called trademark watching service where it can be checked if someone tries to get registered marks that are similar to the existing marks. Oppositions should be filed on the standard opposition form in any official language of the European Union. However, the substantive part of the opposition, for example the argumentations, can be submitted only in the language of the opposed application, that is one of the working languages of the UAPO for example English, Spanish, German. Well-known status Well-known trademark status is commonly granted to famous international trademarks in less developed legal jurisdictions. Under Article 6 Spies of the Paris Convention, countries are empowered to grant this status to marks that the relevant authority considers are well-known. In addition to the standard grounds for trademark infringement, same or similar mark applied same or similar goods or services, and a likelihood of confusion, If the mark is deemed well-known it is an infringement to apply the same or a similar mark to dissimilar goods or services where there is confusion, including where it takes unfair advantage of the well-known mark or causing detriment to it. A well-known trademark does not have to be registered in the jurisdiction to bring a trademark infringement action, equivalent to bringing a passing-off claim without having to show goodwill and having a lesser burden of proof. As per the Trademark Rules 2017, India, an applicant needs to substantiate his claim that his trademark is having the well-known status. He needs to furnish the documents in support of evidence of his rights and claims, namely use of trademark, any application for trademark, and annual sales turnover and so on. Protection of well-known marks. 
Many countries protect unregistered well-known marks following their international obligations under the Paris Convention for the Protection of Industrial Property and the Agreement on Trade-Related Aspects of Intellectual Property Rights, the TRIPS Agreement. Consequently, not only big companies but also SMEs may have a good chance of establishing enough goodwill with customers so that their marks may be recognized as well-known marks and acquire protection without registration. It is, nevertheless, advisable to seek registration, taking into account that many countries provide for extended protection of registered well-known marks against dilution, Article 16.3 TRIPS, for example, the reputation of the mark being weakened by the unauthorized use of that mark by others. Several trademark laws merely implement obligations under Article 16.3 of the TRIPS Agreement and protect well-known registered trademarks only under the following conditions, 1 that the goods and services for which the other mark is used or is seeking protection are not identical with or similar to the goods for which the well-known mark acquired its reputation 2 that the use of the other mark would indicate a connection between these goods and the owner of the well-known mark, and 3 that their interests are likely to be damaged by such use.